Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philemon. Today is episode 576. Look at Philemon verses 15 through 20. Let's read our passage. For perhaps this is why he was separated from you for a brief time, so that you might get him back permanently, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, as a dearly loved brother. He's especially so to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord? So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would me. And if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe me even your very self. Yes, brother, may I benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. This is Paul's letter to Philemon. Paul's sending this letter from Rome. Paul's in prison, well, imprisoned in his own house, under house arrest in Rome. That's how he ended the book of Acts. The last two verses of Acts say, Paul stayed two whole years in his own rented house, and he welcomed all who visited him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So it's during this two-year period of time that Paul's under arrest in Rome because he had appealed to Caesar. And this period of time is when Paul wrote four letters, Philemon, Colossians, Ephesians, and Philippians. And it seems that Paul has encountered this slave, we assume he's a runaway slave, Onesimus. But he's become a believer, and he's been part of Paul's ministry. But Roman law requires that a escaped slave be sent back to its owner, or if the slave will not go back to his owner, that the slave be sold and the proceeds be sent back to the owner. So Paul is sending Onesimus back to Philemon, who is his owner. Philemon lives in Colossae. Paul is sending Onesimus along with Tychicus. And Tychicus is carrying this letter to Philemon, who's basically Paul's recommendation on how to deal with Onesimus. Tychicus is also carrying a letter to the church in Colossae, and Tychicus is also carrying a letter to the church in Ephesus. Philemon is a fairly short letter. It's one chapter. It's only 25 verses, and in this so far we've seen Paul give introductions, give encouragement to Philemon about his faith. Then last time we saw where he actually gets into what he's asking about. He's asking about this slave Onesimus and says that he has come to faith. So verse 15, he says, perhaps this is why he was separated from you. I think this refers to the fact that, where Paul says, that I became his father, meaning that Odesimus has come to faith. So perhaps that is why he was separated from you from a brief time, so you might get him back permanently. So I think what he's basically saying here is, the whole reason that you've lost Onesimus during this period of time is so he could come to Rome and come to faith and that he was separated from you for this brief time, but you'll get it back permanently. Now, permanently, I think he's saying basically eternally as he's returning as a fellow Christian. So there'll be an eternal relationship. Verse 16, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, as a dearly loved brother. So no longer as a slave, he seems to be assuming here that Philemon is going to grant freedom to Onesimus. 
He's not directing Philemon to do this. He said earlier, I didn't want to command you to do this. I didn't want to do anything without your consent. I didn't want you to do anything out of obligation. In verse 14, he says, so that your good deed might not be out of obligation. Well, what good deed is he referring to? He never comes out and says, I want you to grant freedom to Onesimus. But he sure comes out of the letter as you read it, between the lines. So he is basically asking for that for Philemon and seems to be assuming that that's what Philemon is going to do so that he will no longer be a slave. That is, he'll be granted his freedom. But more than a slave, a dearly loved brother. He's coming back as a fellow believer. He says he is especially so to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So especially so to me, that is, a dearly loved brother. It refers to two forms of relationship here, the flesh and in the Lord. So in the flesh would be the earthly relationship, and the existing relationship right now is master-slave. That's the earthly relationship, the relationship in the flesh. And that, regardless of what happens in that response, that's still a temporary relationship. But in the Lord, I think here he's referring to the fact that they're now brothers in Christ, and that is the eternal relationship. Verse 17, so if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would me. Now that is not such a big deal to, well, say Tychicus. Paul has sent Tychicus to carry the letters to Philemon and the church in Colossae. So if Paul said to Philemon, welcome Tychicus as you would welcome me, that would be a big deal. But this, you have this errant slave who's being sent back to you after we don't know what he did. And Paul's saying, welcome him as you would me. That is a big thing to ask. So this is more than just welcome another brother in Christ who's been Paul's partner in ministry, but welcome this errant slave who has probably done something wrong. So that, that is a, a, a large request, but Paul's making it. Now verse 18, and if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. Now we don't know if Paul's including this just to show his sincerity or if Paul actually knows perhaps there really is a problem here. Maybe when Onesimus left, he had stolen money. Or perhaps he had been sent on a mission and lost money. Or just the fact that he's been out of the workforce, so to speak, and has lost services. Regardless, Paul says, if he owes you money, if he's cheated you out of money, if he's lost money for you, charge that to my account. I'll make it good. So Paul doesn't give any kind of monetary limit. Perhaps Paul already knows if there's a problem, how much it is. But he basically leaves it up to Philemon to determine how much this debt would be that Onesimus has racked up here. So as I read this, I kind of get the implication that he did do something wrong. He did probably steal some money from Philemon and run. And so Paul's saying now back, this guy who stole from you now, welcome him as you would welcome me and treat him as a dearly loved brother, not just a slave. And I'm really kind of asking you to release him from slavery. 
that's that is a, a big thing to ask. Yeah, and if he owes you money, I'll, I'll cover it. Verse nineteen. I Paul write this with my own hand. Talked earlier about Paul using secretaries to write out letters as he dictates them. But here Paul, either this point, he's writing with his own hand, basically signed in the IOU. I will cover the debt. He says, I will repay it. Not to mention to you that you owe me even your very self. See this thing, ouch. So he says, if there's money, a debt of money that Onesimus has caused, I will pay that. Trust me, I've got it covered. So Paul says he'll repay Philemon for Onesimus's debt, and that'll be a monetary debt. But then he adds here at the end of verse 19, not to mention to you that you owe me even your very self. Now what he's saying there is, and in case you've forgotten Philemon, I'm sure he hasn't, uh, I, Paul, led you to Christ. The fact that you have eternal life and salvation from sin that's for me. How's Philemon going to repay that debt to Paul? And Paul doesn't come out and say it, but it is so implied throughout this letter. What Paul is asking Philemon to do is to grant freedom to Onesimus and send him back to Rome to work with Paul. So hey, if there's money that Onesimus owes you, I got it covered. But wow, do you owe me big time. In verse 20, Yes, brother, may I benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. So how would Paul benefit from Philemon? Well, just from his Christian fellowship and friendship, but also by doing what he wants here with respect to Onesimus. There's a play of words here. I mentioned that Onesimus, the Greek word means useful or profitable. And there's already been a little play on words here. So in verse 10, he says, my son Onesimus. Verse 11, he was useless. Onesimus means useful or profitable. So my son profitable, he was unprofitable, but now is profitable. And then in verse 20, he says, may I benefit the Greek verb there is onenemi, which means make a profit. So this guy whose name is profitable, he was unprofitable. Now he's profitable. Why don't you make me a profit in this respect? So Paul is making this play on the words. And in fact, this Greek verb only appears here in the New Testament. Paul's using this very purposefully. He hasn't and doesn't overtly say what he wants Philemon to do. But it is certainly implied that what he wants Philemon to do is send Onesimus back to Paul. And the implication also is that he grant freedom to Onesimus. And the fact that Philemon is a wealthy guy, he can easily absorb whatever money that Onesimus owes him this is a private letter. This is a letter to Philemon, basically. It's addressed to Philemon and his household. This is a letter that Tychicus will hand Philemon. And the 
question is, does he do what Paul says? Well, the answer is obviously yes, because had he not, we would never see this letter. It wouldn't be preserved. So it's a uh, suspect that he shared this letter with the church and said, and, and because of my love and regard for Paul, I'm sending Onesimus back to Rome. This is uh, verse 20. There's uh, just 25 verses in Philemon, so we're almost through with Philemon. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philemon.